0: And discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. Make sure to go to TimCast.com, click join us and become a member to support this podcast and all the work we do and you'll get access to exclusive uncensored segments from Timcast IRL and way more. Now, let's jump into the first story. The U.S. women's soccer team has lost. They've been knocked out. It's all over for them. With many people blaming Megan Rapinoe for missing a penalty kick, costing them. They're standing in the tournament. Now, Donald Trump is roasting them. Everyone seems to be gloating and laughing. And it's kind of sad. We should be cheering for the American team to win in these, uh, these big worldly tournaments, no matter what it may be, be it soccer or otherwise. The issue is that Megan Rapinoe is an insufferable, woke, entitled, arrogant individual. In a viral video from a few years ago, she's screaming about how I deserve this. You think I'm kidding? No, she's literally holding the trophy going, I deserve this. I deserve it. Wow. It's just so awful. It's the difference between what we come to expect from any victor and woke entitled, Marxist lunatics. It's theirs. It belongs to them. Don't you get it? So it all comes down to a failed penalty kick between Sweden and now the U.S. women's team is out and many people are calling it comeuppance because this woman clearly hates America. She would not sing the national anthem. She led, apparently, other people into not singing the national anthem. So what is the point of having you represent the United States if you so despise the place you live? That's a question I have. It seems it's just part of the cultural breakdown that's been happening before us. Well, Donald Trump is weighing in, ragging on Megan. Nice shot the US is going to help. My friends, Get Woke, Go Broke comes in many different shapes and sizes. And the idea that you can take someone who so despises this country and have them be the face of the team representing this country is laughable. You know what I'd prefer? I would prefer a US women's soccer team that loses but loves this country. And it's funny because I know there's gonna be a bunch of lefties and woke people, woke people being like, you'd rather lose? You'd rather. I would rather someone represent this country with honor, grace, and dignity. And it doesn't mean that they have to be the best. Now, I'd like them to be the best. But my point is this. I do not want to win at any cost. I want to be proud of the hard work we put in. I want to be proud of those who wear the name United States of America. And I want to say, you know what? You tried your best with grace, with humility, and you didn't make it. But you know what? We believe in you. I can't say this to Megan Rapinoe. She's a nasty person. She's, she, she figuratively spits on people, insults people, hates this country, and believes she deserves all of it. To be, to be honest, she represents a large portion of this country perfectly. And the Huffington Post, they agree. They got this article from when she was screaming how she deserves it. And they're like, yes, queen. Ah, oh, man. You know, I, I think of a time when when you have heroic individuals saying we may not win, but we will fight our best and we will put in one hundred and ten percent for you and we will live up to the name of this great nation. And you are like, that's all we ask. That's all we ask. We want to win. But try your best and be a good representative. Be humble. Donald Trump eviscerates. U.S. women's national team and reignites his feud with Megan Rapinoe after she missed a penalty kick that got them knocked out of the FIFA's Women's World Cup. Trump led a chorus of conservative cheering on Sunday after the U.S. women's soccer team got knocked out of the World Cup. You know what I'll cheer for? I'm not going to cheer for the U.S. losing. That sucks, but I am going to cheer for these woke, entitled, Marxist lunatics getting some comeuppance. Fire them. Well, you know what, Megan Rapinoe. This is her last, this is it, it's over. And they're all saying like, this could have been her fairy tale ending or whatever, like one big victory in the World Cup to go with a bang before you retire. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of wondering if she spiked the game on purpose because she hates this country. The team lost five to four to Sweden on penalties, crashing out in the second round, their earliest exit ever from a major tournament. Trump's longtime nemesis. Are you joking with that? Megan Rapinoe missed a penalty, ending her last World Cup on a disappointing note. Rapinoe 38 will retire after the tournament with two World Cup titles and Olympic gold medal. The outspoken Rapinoe is as well known for her activism and support for left wing causes as she is for her sporting achievements. And Trump on Sunday singled her out as usual for particular opprobrium. Now, there's another big soccer star who's come out and said they've become completely unlikable. Alexi Lalas claims the U.S. women's national team has become unlikable after players failed to sing the national anthem at the World Cup and says the players risk becoming irrelevant over their political stances. Okay, maybe. I mean, that might be why. It could also be this. Uh, I'd like to play for you a video of Megan Rapinoe. And y'all can just hear for yourselves why people despise Rapinoe. Just dis- absolutely despise her.
1: What, what do you have to say? This. What do you deserve?
2: I just you deserve this. all of it. Everything. You deserve this. She belongs.
0: What do you have to say?
1: What do you deserve?
0: They're just the worst, most awful people imaginable. So I got to say to all the conservatives who are cheering their loss, I totally get it. I deserve this. And look what the Huffington Post writes. This is back in 2019. Megan Rapinoe holding World Cup trophy and screaming, I deserve this, is a mood. And they actually write, yes, Megan. Is there a yes queen in here? There's got to be somewhere. I deserve this. I deserve this. Everything. It's just so awful. You know, it reminds me of... uh, Captain America, you ever watch that movie? And here you got a character played by Chris Evans, who's fairly woke. But this character, Steve Rogers, is like, I am going to die for my country. He doesn't want fame. He doesn't want fortune. He wants to make sure he is doing his duty to his countrymen. And so he tries lying his way to join the army. What a message in that movie. And then you have Captain Marvel, another Marvel movie. And in this movie, you have a woman who a guy on a motorcycle says you should smile. And so she smirks and then robs the guy stealing his clothing and his motorcycle. You know, that's like, is that grand theft? Stealing a motorcycle like that? And you're supposed to cheer for that. The perspectives, di- the perspective difference. I don't think it's necessarily men and women. I don't think that's fair. I think it's left and right. Because obviously there are conservative women who agree with the message of self-sacrifice, honor, duty, dignity. It is crazy that we have become a country that upholds such disgrace. Disgusting people like Megan Rapinoe. And that's what uh, Alexi Lalas is basically saying. The United States soccer legend, Alexi Lalas, believes the women's team have become unlikable after a section of players failed to sing the Star Spangled Banner. Bro, it is so much more than that. So much more. The USA were knocked out of the World Cup on Sunday after a dramatic penalty shootout to defeat, a shootout to defeat to Sweden. But before the game started, six players chose not to sing the national anthem. In previous World Cup, uh, World Cup group, group ties against Vietnam, the Netherlands, and Portugal, the majority of Lotko and Anovsky's side have not sung along to the national anthem. How about that? The controversy has seen a number of voices speaking out against the team, with American media personality Megan Kelly saying she hoped the players lost to Sweden and called them shameful. You know, it's tough. It's tough. Do I, do I, did I, did I want them to lose? You know it's funny? Everyone's roasting and making fun of Megan Rapinoe. And the U.S. women's team and all that stuff. And I'm like, dude, they, they won a lot. Like, what did they win the last two or something like that? And so what happens is, I feel like when you have, uh, a, you have a mixed bag when it comes to guys. Some guys will, you know, get down and pray after scoring a touchdown. And they get yelled at for it. Some guys will say, look, you know, they, our opponents, they played really, really well. But we put in that extra effort. You know, we think they played a great game. And some guys will be like, I'm the best. But that's not typical. Mostly you see these people try to be humble, these athletes. Why is it that the women's team does the opposite? I deserve this. Wow. Well, Megan, you deserve this too. You deserve a humiliating defeat. It's karma, baby. What goes around comes around. This is why you always got to remain humble. You know, I've had periods in my life where when I was younger, I was substantially more arrogant and snooty. And, you know, I remember in my life watching a skate video. And I see this skater, and I'm just, like, hanging out with my friends, and I'm just making fun of him. I'm like, look how awful. It's so dumb. Why does this guy gonna get apart? part? So stupid. This guy's a loser. And then a few years later, I meet the guy, and he's, like, the nicest guy in the world, and he's, like, shaking my hand. He's, like, bro, it was really nice to meet you, man. You you're really good. Wow. I'm, I'm really impressed. I'm, I'm such a big, that's so cool. And I'm just, like, now I feel really bad. And I'm, like, why would I say those awful things? Why would I sit there and be that way? You don't want to be that way. That's why you never know. You never know when karma comes your direction. If Megan Rapinoe was a humble person and she'd go, I deserve this. America sucks. And she lost. We'd be like, Megan, it's okay. We're here for you. We got your back. Thank you for everything you've done. Instead, we're like, you deserve this. You deserve this, Megan. You deserve all of it. Telling the future with what you said, huh? Everything that happened with this humiliating defeat. Here's the funny thing. Here's the funny thing. She laughed. She laughed when she missed. Oh, how embarrassing. That's why I'm like, did she spike the game on purpose? Seriously, she hates this country. She wants to go out with a bang. Here's how you do it. Spike the U.S. team, say F you to this country, and then laugh as you walk away. Really? Did you know fast growing trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S.? Wow, you deserve this. Megan Rapinoe explains why she was laughing after missing crucial penalty kick as the USA lost to Sweden at the Women's World Cup. The 38-year-old has now played her final game. As she jogged back to the halfway line where her teammates were standing, she appeared to be smirking and laughing to herself. Appeared to be. She was. Explaining her initial reaction afterwards, she said, that's like a sick, sick joke. I've never hit it over. When I miss, they are saved. That's why I had a smile on my face now I wouldn't be surprised if she was laughing because she spiked the game on purpose let me explain two two things one she's she hates this country why why would she want to win for us she, I deserve this she got her wins she got she got her trophies now she wants to retire right that's second point yo she's retiring this is it it's over she's done she's out Maybe she'll get a little bit more money, but she's probably making making more money off of being a famous activist and doing endorsement deals, grifting to moron leftists. So why spend any more time playing a game you're trying to retire from? Yeah, spike the ball, lose the game, go home early. Now she's gonna go and send a beach with all of I don't, I don't, what's what's her net worth? What's her est- these net worth estimates are never accurate. But uh, let's do a, Let's do a quick search here, Megan rapinoe, net worth. Let's let's see what the what the internet claims. Five million dollars. I don't believe it to be completely honest, because they're all wrong. And the reason I don't believe it is because I've looked up me and other people I know and it's just like, that's not true. So uh but either way, we know she's very wealthy. I'm assuming she's a millionaire. She's gonna leave early, she's gonna go party, and that's it. She's totally done. Yeah, you know. I, I just look up myself and I'm like, that's not correct. None of that is correct. None of that's correct. And so I assume that um, I assume she's she's laughing because she's like, that's it. I'm done. It's over. I'm rich. I'm famous. Screw this country. I'm out, she says. That's where we are. Don't forget it, baby. She deserves it. She deserves it. But why was she smiling? Look at this. She's laughing like, ha ha ha. She ain't laughing. These other women don't appear to be laughing. Look at this. Ain't having a good time. Look at her face. These other women are shocked and upset by it. But here we are. I'm like, you've got to be effing kidding me. I'm going to miss a penalty. I mean, I can't remember the last time I missed. Maybe if you dedicated more time to uh, your your craft and your country instead of your crackpot activism and grifting for cash and your Marxism, maybe you'd be good. Yeah. Now, let's be real. Let's be real. As I said before, the women's soccer team has won a lot. And so they are good. Good enough. But here's what I think. They're not good anymore. Clearly not. They got knocked out in their earliest fail. This is dark comedy. I missed a penalty. This is the balance to the beautiful side of the game. I felt really grateful and joyful. And I know this is the end and it's sad. This is the only time I've been in one of those losing a World Cup penalty shootout. One of these. It has been an honor. Two time World Cup winner played every game as a substitute. She had entered this one in extra time, but had struggled to make much of an impact during her time in the field because she clearly doesn't care about any of this, and it represents the U.S. fairly well. I I, I really I think she she nails it. The blue hair bowl cut, like you know, like like the 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 blue haired bowl cut and lack of meritocracy, lack of ability, arrogance. You know, she is the embodiment of the growing, what do you want? What do, I call it like slime, like this, this, this festering in the United States. It rips away from the, the core values, which make any nation, any organization great. You have to know when you're good, know when you're bad. You have to be honorable, humble, respectful. But really, if you look at this, I mean, Trump does not represent these things. Right, Trump represents arrogance, anger, resentment, in a lot of ways, but he certainly represents American pride and exceptionalism in a way that literally none of these people can. It is unfortunate Trump was never my pick for anyone to lead the charge to push back against these psychopaths and these these these, these you know the absolute arrogance of these individuals, definitely not trump but It's apparently the best we got, because I'll tell you this. There's two other contenders, and you got Ron DeSantis, and he is unfairly smeared quite a bit, but he's also fairly criticized quite a bit. And boy, his people, they cannot handle it. And then you have Vivek Ramaswamy, who is hitting it out of the park, but is no Donald Trump. And so I look at this blue hair, bold, bowl cut, Californian, arrogant, I deserve this attitude. And I'm like, this is, this attitude, this culture cannot be allowed to persist. We need a culture of, you know, celebrating, working hard, smiling, humility. We need a culture of people who are working for each other, not themselves. And isn't it quite funny that a lot of what we're seeing, that we call these people collectivists and Marxists, a lot of what we're seeing is actually the embodiment of individualism. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, no, how dare you? It is, man. Megan Rapinoe is the every man for himself personality. So what do we want? We actually want classical liberal collectivism. Classical liberal doesn't mean liberal by today's standards. It means individual liberties. Your rights are protected. The innocent, you are innocent until proven guilty. But we all work together towards these goals. So I my my views have changed quite a bit from the uh, uh, overt liberal into the I would say collectivist liberal idea in the in the philosophical sense the true definition not the modern liberal definition and what I mean by that is if you look back at the founding of this nation you had a decent amount of people who agreed with each other on core values on moral frameworks religion for instance and while we recognize the rights of the individual we came together collectively as a nation to to defend those rights. That's what I mean. The United States should be a nation that says y'all can do your thing. You can be individuals, live and let live. But within the confines of the constitutional values that made this country possible, that is free speech, that is speedy trials, that is the rights of the states, that is the right to keep and bear arms, no quarter, no search and seizure, all of that good stuff. That's only the beginning of the Constitution. That's a Bill of Rights. What I mean to say is if someone like this comes out and says no free speech, Then I say, you are now outside the confines of our collective values. And as such, I don't respect your individual liberties. Because we play this game. And the left demands you do because they're trying to trick you. We play this game where we say, I believe in the free speech of even those who are trying to eliminate free speech. I stopped playing that game a long time ago. Now I play a new game. For those that believe in free speech and uphold the values of this nation, I believe in free speech. For those that don't believe in free speech, I don't believe in free speech for you. I'm just treating you as though you wish to be treated, right? This is the game as it needs to be played. If someone comes to you and says that they don't believe in free speech, silence them. If someone comes to you and says they do believe in free speech, allow them to speak. Because that standard must be upheld. Do not allow people who outright say their goal is to destroy our values in this country Don't afford them the right to do it. And it's the left's argument, actually. That famous Karl Popper comic book meme where it's like you can't tolerate intolerance because if you do, the intolerant will take over. And he's right. So I see it rather simply. The baseline for whether or not I will treat you with individual liberty and respect is if you support individual liberty and respect. It's that simple. And if you are outside of that and seek to steal. Cheat. And take the rights from people, then no, no quarter. These people on social media, for the longest time, they would be like, oh, I've been censored. Free speech warriors, come save me. And we would. We'd be like, hey, man, you know, look, this guy should not be censored. We defend him. I won't do that anymore. If I see a far leftist get censored, I'll laugh. Hey, man, look, you asked them to do this. Then they did. Why are you upset? Y'all can't come out and demand these standards of censorship. And then get mad when they censor you. I say, no, that's, that's what you wanted to happen. So we're good. We're good. And then if someone who fights for free speech gets censored, I'll say, hey, man, that's a free speech person. You're violating their rights. It's that simple. Because if you sit back and you let people like Megan Rapineau keep gaining cultural authority and power, they will erode and destroy your rights, subverting what you grant them, taking advantage of your goodwill against you. I'm done playing that game. No more. Get woke, go broke, as I said, comes in many different shapes and sizes. And now we have uh, we have big news about Anheuser-Busch. They're they're roiling. So it's all, in my opinion, good news. The enemies of our cultural values are failing. They're losing money and they're being mocked for it. Good. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see you all then.
1: Get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's arkseedkits.com. Promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. The times
0: they are a change in,
1: and much for the better.
0: Mitch McConnell, 81, is humiliated as he's drowned out by chance of retire and mercilessly booed for five minutes straight during speech to his own constituents in Kentucky. It's about time people started to wake up to the slime that is our Congress, our government. Now, I understand that in 2016, people elected Donald Trump to be that human Molotov cocktail because they so desperately wanted the swamp to be drained. But you know the truth? Trump won in 2016 by only around 80 or 90,000 votes. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I think, what was it, 77,000? Something like that. Now, it did give him a major electoral college victory because he claimed three states, but it was narrow margins in those states, winner take all. At the time, there were many people who understood what the swamp really was. When Donald Trump said he was going to drain it, they said, That's my guy. But Donald Trump didn't really drain it. I mean a little bit. Some people say he drained it exposing the swamp monsters, but he didn't get rid of the swamp monsters. I would argue. He actually kept a bunch of swamp monsters there on purpose, brought some in. Far from perfect, but he did a pretty good job on foreign policy, on the on the on domestic policy. And so you can't expect anyone to ever be perfect. Though I would have preferred it if he fired everybody. But that's what I see now. Trump is so slighted and so angry. At what the deep state has done to him, that uh, you know he wants revenge, and now we're seeing it with Mitch McConnell. He's speaking to an event, and they're booing, chanting "retire, retire." Look, you know, I feel bad for the guy's health issues, but he's eighty-one. You got Diane Feinstein giving power of attorney to her daughter and remaining in government. This is broken. At this point, I don't care. Mitch McConnell, he needs to retire. We need someone else. But people are waking up to it. And now people are waking up, in my opinion. I think they're actually waking up to what's going on at the federal level. They're waking up to Donald Trump, Joe Biden, the issues, the culture war. We're seeing it with Bud Light. We're seeing the backlash to the women's soccer team. I think people are snapping to attention. I can't tell you how many people I've heard coming around. There are people that I know. In the periphery of my family and friends several years ago, anti-Trump, left, liberal, narrative dominant, whatever the TV said today, they actually agree. Now, there's some funny moments that precipitate this. People realize they were wrong about so much. People genuinely despised being locked in their homes during COVID. Some people blame Trump for that. Sure. But now they're looking at the machine. And they're just being like, why are we at war in Ukraine? And where is anyone to do anything about it? Byron Donald's MTG, they're talking about impeaching Joe Biden. Little slow, but these guys are working on it. The real issue is, is Kevin McCarthy actually going to stand up and do something? He says a whole lot. Sounds pretty good, but uh, I won't hold my breath, which is why I'm so excited about this story. People booing Mitch McConnell, because maybe, maybe people will just finally say, the only way you drain the swamp is when we all stand up and vote to have it drained. There will be no savior. There will be no avatar of your rage to do the job for you. That's what Trump was. Trump was the the embodiment of that anger that many people felt and they wanted the swamp drained. But you need to understand you you have to stand up and be the one to do it. That is to say, Donald Trump can only do so much at the bureaucratic level. And a vote for him, I think, is the right move towards firing these people come 2024. But when it comes to Congress, draining the swamp requires you to vote in your primaries. And get Mitch McConnell. Get him out of office. Here's the story. And oh, oh boy, I'm going to play that video clip for you because it's just too good to ignore. Look at this. Mitch McConnell. Let me make sure I have the uh, the sound here properly. We're good. Mitch McConnell, 81, is humiliated as he is drowned out by chance of retire. Take a look at this. Colin Rugg tweets, Republican Senator Mitch McConnell gets humiliated during a speech as Kentuckians completely drown him out, telling him to retire. McConnell is the definition of the swamp. Look at this. Let's play it.
3: who rather let the defenders walk free get tough.
0: a little quiet
3: I'm glad Governor Bashir finally decided to come to defend- let's
0: see if I got maybe maybe this they got another video clip might be a little louder Now, uh, I think it's important to point out that many of these people are holding Andy Bashir signs. All right. Let's 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 pull up Andy Bashir. He's not a Republican. OK, you see the people they're chanting retire.
3: These ain't, these aren't
0: Republicans. OK, so they're saying that his own constituents is a fair point. Not Republicans, though. So it's not like these are Republicans screaming for him to retire, but he should absolutely retire. That I agree with. And I think a lot of people are starting to realize we've got to just have these people go. Now, to be to be fair, as it is, many Republicans on Twitter cheering for this. And then I think is the big takeaway. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Democrats are going to chant for any Republican to be out of office. That's the important point of this story. But I think what what is interesting, we take we look she, they, you know, posting these videos. I think what I get from this when I with everything I talk about, you know, the reason I see this story going viral it's not because Democrats are saying it's because Republicans are in agreement, not that any of them want Bashir to win. Look at this. Even Mike Pence heckled at New Hampshire campaign stop for being a traitor and a sellout. Why did you sell out to the people? Good point. Why did he take a look at this from Benny Johnson? Byron Donalds and Marjorie Taylor Greene officially moved towards impeaching Joe Biden over criminal bribery. The more times they indict President Trump, the more people realize the Biden administration is a communist regime. We have to stand up to this. We have to vote for an impeachment inquiry. I like these moves. I like that despite the fact it was Democrats screaming at McConnell, which I got to be honest, is not surprising to me. We're seeing Republicans being like, "Okay, (laughs) like I'll take it. Now we see this. Byron Donald's awesome. Big fan. Marjorie Taylor Greene, also big fan. I think of the people we have in Congress. they are some of the few that are actually working towards fixing this busted up machine. And I got to say, I don't know if this is going to cut it. We must vote for an impeachment. I, I, I appreciate them calling for this. For an impeachment inquiry. There should be literally an impeachment now. They should vote to impeach him now. Okay, I get it. They need to have something to impeach him for. And therein lies the big problem. Byron Donalds talks about Burisma and there are questions about what Joe Biden did as vice president. But therein lies the challenge. He was vice president. What's he doing now as president to be impeached as president? How about this? We don't worry about impeachment. We criminally charge him for what he did with Burisma. And then, uh, you know, why pardons himself? Let him do it. That would be fun. That would be funny. The Hill has a breakdown. The risks and prospects of impeaching Joe Biden. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy appears to be edging closer to the brink of impeaching President Joe Biden over unverified allegations of financial misconduct and influence peddling. But the Republican leader would be wise to take a step back. Oh, really? At the Hill. Well, there are legitimate questions surrounding Biden's involvement in his son Hunter's foreign business dealings. At this point, there is no hard evidence of wrongdoing that would warrant impeachment. In the absence of clear cut proof, voters would perceive an impeachment as an overreach by House Republicans. I Absolutely despise these swamp monsters who who wrote this opinion contributor to the hill. You don't listen to these people. The GOP should absolutely impeach Joe Biden. You cannot play this game, Republicans, where the Democrats do a thing and then you don't out of fear of the perception of it. Republicans care more about the opinion of The New York Times than their own constituents. And that's that's the problem we are facing. The GOP needs to get off its butt, stand up and impeach Joe Biden. It's about time. Now, there may be the question of whether or not, like I mentioned, vice president versus president. But my attitude is simply this. The dude committed crimes as vice president. He should be charged for those crimes that may not be legitimately an impeachment. It may be just be just be criminal proceedings. But so be it. How can we have a man sitting president? When we know he's done these things. Now, they're gonna make the same argument about Donald Trump. Trump could still get elected. Fine. If we criminally charge Joe Biden, he can pardon himself theoretically. Fine. Fine. Let him do it. Same as if Trump did, but we have to just take action and say, we, the American people, do not allow these things. And let me break it down for you. We got Hunter Biden on the board of Burisma, hired specifically because they knew of his poll. His dad was VP. They have a meeting where they're like the prosecutors breathing down our necks. Viktor Shokin, Ukrainian prosecutors investigating us. Hunter called D.C. and gets taken care of. So what did Hunter do? According to multiple people involved, he called D.C. And what does that mean? He talked to his dad. Hey, pops, we got a guy breathing down our neck. Joe Biden flies to Ukraine personally and tells him, if you don't fire the prosecutor, you're not getting a billion dollar loan guarantee. And they said, you can't do that. He says, yes, I can. I can do whatever I want. What he really said was ask the president, call him. Well, SOB says six hours later, the prosecutor was fired and they put in someone who is solid. Oh, yeah, we know what really happened. Joe Biden was selling his position in the U.S. government to pressure enemies of his family so he could make money. And he did. And he should be in jail for it. And now they're saying in this Hill piece, yeah, but people might look at it negatively. In more recent history, former President Donald Trump's highest ever approval, rating, 47 percent, was recorded in February 2020, blah, blah, blah. We get it. Joe Biden's in the gutter. His approval rating is down. And they try to make this argument that despite all the evidence we have, whistleblowers about Hunter Biden being let go, being ignored, they're not charging him. And they say back down. Take a look at this. Rasmussen. Rasmussen tends to be very favorable to Donald Trump. Voter support for impeaching Biden declines. Despite testimony about President Joe Biden's role in his son's and his son Hunter's foreign business deals, voters are now less likely to support impeachment proceedings than they were three months ago. The latest Rasmussen report, National Telephone and online survey, finds 38 percent of likely as voters believe Congress should begin impeachment proceedings against Biden. That's slightly down from 42 percent in May. Forty seven percent now oppose impeachment, while another 14 are undecided. That's why. Yeah, I'd impeach him. You know, you know, I was thinking about this. I just uh, uh, there was a story earlier about Neo. You know, he's been in the knee. I'll talk about that later. But um, I just don't care about the people who are weak and sad and pathetic and scared. I don't care that people are like, we shouldn't impeach Joe Biden. I don't care what they think. They're wrong. Joe Biden should be criminally charged again, again, distinction between impeachment and criminal charges. So perhaps they're right. Perhaps they're saying we we don't think he should be impeached. He should be criminally charged. How about that, Paul Rasmussen? Ask the American people following information revealed by these hearings and these investigations about Joe Biden's illicit business deals. Should he be criminally investigated? And if evidence is found warranting charges should he be charged and you know what they're going to say they're going to say yes
3: it's another morning and you're all set for work you grab your coffee head out the door and your car decides today's the day it won't start panic sets in you're not just late assistance, help with flats, lockouts, and rental car options. Save 20% and get a free quote by visiting CarShield online at carshield.com Carlson. Don't wait for the next surprise. Choose peace of mind with CarShield. Go to carshield.com Carlson and save 20% today.
0: Anybody who says you shouldn't investigate Joe Biden for these things is a partisan shill. And anybody who says that should we find evidence of wrongdoing, he shouldn't be prosecuted. Another show. But bring it on. I am not one to entertain operating on the on on the premise of whether or not it's popular. I believe you should do the things that are right and you should speak the truth. That's it. Marcus Aurelius, he was a good dude. What does he say? If it is not good, don't do it. If it's not true, don't speak it. I think he said do not. It was Latin. We translate it. You get the point. If it were me, I would say I am going after Joe Biden. If it were me, I would say Joe Biden must be impeached, convicted and removed. I think there should be an investigation into current business dealings, statements made, phone calls. I believe we should start digging through his phone records. Currently, we have probable cause that he's deeply involved in illicit business deals and shady dealings using political power. Why would that be any different with him as president? I think we should dig up all his phone records. I think we should spend 50 million dollars on an investigation as to whether or not he's colluding with the Ukrainians. You get my point. We should not sit back and say, well, you know, the Democrats did it, but we shouldn't do it now. Investigate all of them for all I care. How about this? While we're at it, Donald Trump can be investigated for the commando raid in Yemen, which allegedly resulted in the death of an eight year old American girl. And should that be found to be true, there will be accountability. To be fair, while I despise the actions taken in Yemen, there should be an inquiry as to whether or not the president can authorize such things and countries not at war with. There's a big difference between collateral damage and Barack Obama's direct drone strike on a civilian restaurant in a country we're not at war with, because he signed off on that one personally to target the restaurant and kill the people within it. And that killed a 16-year-old American citizen, Abdulrahman al Alalaki. Yeah, I don't care what the polls say. I care about what's right. And we got an interesting we got interesting polls moving forward. And I'm curious as to what this really means. Now, obviously, Donald Trump in the prediction markets is leading and he'll probably be the nominee. But what does it say? And I mean, this is a legitimate question that Vivek Ramaswamy is currently in second place in the prediction markets right here on the predicted graph. We can see as of right now they go back and forth. But Ramaswamy currently, as of the recording of this video, is in second place above Ron DeSantis. What does that mean? I honestly don't know. I really, really don't. Currently, in the prediction markets, who will win the 2024 presidential election? Vivek Ramaswamy is not even in there. He's not even listed. And they should put him in there. Because you've got Ron DeSantis at 11 cents, fourth place behind Gavin Newsom. I'm going to tell you my thoughts. I said it before. I'll say it again. But I want to say it on this segment. I said it on Tim Kastirel twice. I'm going to say it now. Keep this in mind. The best play for Democrats right now, if they want to win in 2024, is a couple of ways it could happen. Joe Biden announces that Gavin Newsom will join him on a rally tour of the United States to various cities, that Newsom will act as a surrogate to support Joe Biden. Here's what I think is, is possible. And I think possible is what does that mean? 1%, 0.1%, who knows? What I'm saying is the best. Path for Democrats to win in 2024 is this. Joe Biden is at a rally for re election in California. Gavin Newsom is there and gives a speech before Joe Biden, warms up the crowd, talks about progress, ending hate and bigotry, blah, 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 supporting Ukraine. Oh, everyone cheers. And Gavin Newsom smiles and says, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, our president of these United States, Joe Biden. Everybody cheers. and I'm not saying there'll be a lot of people there. there would be a decent amount. Joe Biden's giving a speech and Gavin Newsom is hanging out backstage when all of a sudden Joe starts to stutter and stammer, skip words, grips the side of the podium, shakes, falls to the ground. Gavin Newsom runs out full speed rips his jacket off and throws it, rolls his sleeves up. CPR on Joe Biden, saving his life. Joe Biden is rushed out on a stretcher. Oh, no. Reports come out. Joe Biden was pushing it too hard. I and mean, he's easy. He's, he's an old man. He's 80. The doctors warned him that he needed to take it easy. But Joe said, no, this country needs me. And he sacrificed his health for the good of this nation. Gavin Newsom was there. And then they're going to put him on every TV screen. Every news outlet interviews him. Not a single bad word could be said of Biden or Newsom by conservatives, lest they be insensitive. You'll have some uh, some journalists. You'll have Christian Amanpour or Chuck Todd. And Todd's going to be like, Mr. Governor Newsom. What was it like? What did you feel when you rushed out onto that stage? to Save the life of the president. And Gavin's going to say, I just did what any good person would do. That's the only way I see it, to be completely honest. They want Gavin Newsom to be the guy. But Kamala Harris is right there. That's the only path forward that I think is reasonable. Now, I think the reality of things is not that scenario. I'm just saying that would be the best case scenario for Democrats. Joe Biden, of course, is fine after the fact. A medical episode. Biden then says that, you know, Gavin's proven himself as a fearless leader willing to run into the fray to save to save lives. And he thinks it's time that, you know, he's he's an old man. He saved us from Donald Trump, blah, blah, blah. He then says, I want you all to support Gavin Newsom for president. Everyone cheers. The media calls him humble. What a a, most presidents? Look at look at Donald Trump desperately clinging to power. Look how he treats Ron DeSantis. And Joe Biden knew that he needed to pass the torch. And what can conservatives say to that? Are they going to say, yeah, well, Gavin Newsom's a bad governor, but how will that go over? We all know how, how conservatives will respond. Look at the George Floyd incident. Republicans all came out saying like, well, you know, it was really bad. The police did that. And then we learned the reality, the truth. Conservatives are so quick to be play by the rules and Democrats are so quick to play dirty. That's the scenario I envision. I'm not saying it's true. I'm not saying we know for sure. I'm saying this is how they lie, cheat, and steal. Manipulations, PR stunts, that whole, that whole game. No, you're not going to get a fair and honest pitch from Gavin Newsom who steps up and says, we're glad Joe Biden ran. We don't like Donald Trump. We don't think he can win. We think he's, gone, he's gotten too old. We respect the work he's done. I, Gavin Newsom, will be running instead. I don't think we'll see that. I think there's a possibility for that. and To be honest, I think that makes, that, that's more likely than Joe Biden having a medical issue and Gavin saving his life. But I think the reality is going to be some weird hodgepodge of garbled nonsense that results in Gavin Newsom running and Joe Biden not. Joe Biden is going to just lose the primary or something, and then Gavin Newsom ends up winning. I love this. Uh, Ron DeSantis is debating, is going to debate Newsom. And it's like, Gavin Newsom's not running. is going to debate DeSantis, who's in third place. Well, in the polls right now, I think it's fair to say for the most part, that uh, Ron DeSantis is in second place. In the prediction market, he's back and forth with Vivek Ramaswamy, and he's currently in third place. I don't know if that means a whole lot, but we'll see. To the core of this story, and back to the beginning, people chanting, retire to Mitch McConnell, have the right idea, but they're they're cheering for some other swamp monster. Hmm. The, The important takeaway to make sure that I'm hitting the nail on the head with the hammer here is that it's actually conservatives and Republicans, they're cheering for it. They're saying, yes, yes, we agree. Retire Mitch McConnell. Times, they're a change, and I'll leave it there. Next segment is coming up at 4 p.m. on the channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Neo, entertainer, singer, songwriter, personality. Recently spoke on a podcast where he said that he feels like parents have forgotten what it means to be a parent. That if your kid wants to eat candy all day and you let him, he's going to do it. If you're, if a five-year-old comes to you says he feels like a girl, you got you to tell him what the world's all about. Well, Neo's apologizing. I want to tell you, uh, uh, Neo, I hope you hear this somehow, some way. I want to tell you something. It was brave, honorable, and important that you did that interview where you spoke the truth. It was important because you got kids and those kids are going to grow up in a world Of either pain or of prosperity. And whether or not there will be shade from a tree for which they can sit beneath and not only cool themselves off on a hot summer day, but perhaps enjoy the fruit of those trees. The only way that happens if you today plant the tree knowing you will never sit beneath that shade, you will never experience. The cool breeze beneath the tree and the fresh fruit that came from it. As the saying goes, a society grows great when people plant trees whose shade they know they will never sit beneath. So I ask you, Neo, what world are you leaving behind for your children? Are you raising the earth and salting the fields for a short term gain for you? So you can be famous, making sure to destroy everything around you so that your children will be left to suffer. You're not a man. You are not a father. You're a failure in this apology. And it's sad because you stepped up and you spoke the truth to create a better world, to create a better world for your kids, what a real man would do to protect their children. And then, for some reason, for some reason, someone calls you on the phone. You have a meeting and they say, They want you, Neo, to sacrifice your children for their political cause. And you said yes. You're no man. You're no father. You have sacrificed the future of your children for yourself so you can be famous. You're not going to come to me and tell me that you're not rich. You're not going to come to me and tell me that you've not set up a future for them that they can survive. No, right now, it's about your status, your feelings, your. Your prosperity, your world. Your social acceptance. And you would burn down the lives of your own children to extract just a little bit more for yourself. Well, you deserve to lose everything. I'll say it again sad because you were right there. You were right there. Let me play for everybody. I want everybody to hear what you had to say. Everybody's going to hear what you have to say. And they're going to say, this guy, Neo, he's a good guy. That's what they would have said until you came out and apologized for being correct. Now they're going to say, you sold out your own kids. You're no man. You're no father. You are no father.
2: It just in a noise I mean, you. anything can trigger you. A light can trigger you. A smell can trigger you. So, I mean, we got to walk on eggshells. Well, that's Listen, what they want us to. That's what they want us to do. But My generation, there damn. were no trigger warnings. Okay, you, you, you got up and you kept moving. That's right. that's kind of what it has to. We be. We was kicked outside. We would come inside before the lights mm-hmm. go down. Exactly. And that. We got bu- bumps and bruises. We just washed it off with the hose outside. Yeah, <laughs> you was good. Come on, man. It was. Like, it's totally
1: different. Times. We to get
2: back to them days. I feel like I feel like the the I, I feel like parents have almost, almost forgotten what the role of a parent is. Amen. It's like, okay, if your little boy comes to you and says, Daddy, I want to be a girl. And you just let him rock with that? You just let Right. He's five. Right. And where did he get that if from? If you let this five-year-old boy decide to eat candy all day, he's going to do that. Exactly. Like, when, when did it become a good idea to let a five-year-old, let a six-year-old, let a 12-year-old make a life-changing decision for themselves? When did that happen? Right, like I don't, I don't understand that. I, I I don't get that. And to medicate these young kids that are five, six, growing up and knowing that. It, it affects their brain. It affects their organs. It makes them sick, but they're not allowed to do drugs. They're not allowed to do alcohol. Right. But we can medicate them. He can't them up. drive a car yet, but he can decide his sex. Right. Oh, right. What sexual orientation and he can cut up his PPE and, and that, to me, that makes no sense whatsoever. And it's, I, so I, I don't know if this is true, but I heard a rumor that they, they, they either passed or are trying to pass a law in LA that states if your child comes to you and asks to do some of these things and you say no, they can take your kid from you. Yeah, it, that's right? true. Just passed in California. That makes no
0: sense. Listen to this man. This man right here. This is what a brave man looks like. This is what a hero and a father looks like. This is what a man looks like when he says what they're doing is bad. And you got to remember what it means to be a parent. This guy's no father. This guy's those were hollow words spoken by a guy who just thought he was going to get a few extra clicks. Look at this. He posted this on Instagram. I'm a father before I'm anything else. Not money, not fame, not even the love of the craft. I do this for them. They are my reason. I'm nowhere near perfect, and that's okay. This is my kids love me and I die, kill, steal, whatever, to make sure they never need for anything. The best thing. Okay. Let me do a quick Google search here. Again, I don't know if this is uh these are always accurate, but uh, and they're typically not. But the Neo net worth, what's Neo worth? Nine million dollars. Nine million? I don't think those things are correct. You can Google search like insert person's net worth. I know, you know, when they when they talk about me, it's not true the the numbers they give. But uh, let's just assume, I mean, this is a famous musician, an entertainer. He ain't poor. What do your kids need, Neo? What is right for your kids? I mean, you know it. You said it right here in this interview. These kids can't decide for themselves. They can't be t- taking medication and doing all this stuff. So what did you do? What did you choose to do? Your father? I don't know. Let, let, let me ask you. You said you'd, you'd steal, you'd kill, you'd do whatever. <laughs> Are you kidding, bro? You're so desperate and scared of losing fame that you came out and publicly stated that children can get sex changes and do whatever. You're in this video saying that if you if you're in L.A. and a kid comes to you and you don't do it, they'll take your kids away and you've now come out and apologized, you're saying that's good? You're saying the state should take someone's children away if they don't agree with what the kid is saying? Bro, you're no man, you're no father. You just sold your kids to the devil. To the devil. For what? Money and fame. Let me show you what he said. After much reflection, reflection, I'd like to express my deepest apologies to anyone that I may have hurt with my comments on parenting and gender identity. I've always been an advocate for the love and inclusivity of the LGBTQI community. So I understand how my comments could be interpreted as insensitive and offensive. Gender identity is nuanced, and I can honestly admit that I plan to better educate myself on the topic so I can approach future conversations with more empathy. At the end of the day, I lead with love, and support everyone's freedom of expression and pursuit of happiness. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for that, brother. You live in California? Is that where you live? Let's uh, let's, let's 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 see. I mean, where does this guy? I, I imagine he lives in California, right? They're gonna come, they're gonna take your kids away. And you know what? When they do, I'm gonna say, What are you complaining about? So let's see, we got we got this guy's Wikipedia Early Life, uh, Camden, Arkansas. Arkansas, man. Went to Vegas and uh let's see, Neo. Do they mention where he lives? Maybe he's not in California. You know what I see with all of this is I see the failures of our of our modern world, of our of our society, of our culture, you know? The idea that this dude would say this thing. It, it, represents, it represents everything. That men would sacrifice their own children, the future for them, their children, for personal gain. That's what this country has become. That's what this country is all about. I just, man, it breaks my heart to see this because a moment ago, we were looking at the definition of a father with the statements he gave, we were looking at what the founding fathers represented and he walked away from all of it. Why? Because he wants to be famous. That's all it is. There's nothing else there. He'll deny it. He'll say whatever he can say. But let's be real. A man of his wealth and means could retire today and his children would want for nothing. So why not? Why not come out and say, Y'all can cancel me. You can cancel my shows. You can fire me. But guess what? I will not sell my children's future. Because he's already provided for them. There are people in this world who make 50k a year and they provide for their kids and they do a dang good job of it. But this guy, he wants to be famous so bad. He wants to be famous so bad that he would literally take his own children and hand them to the devil. I mean that figuratively. I don't mean literally the devil. I'm saying he would sacrifice the future of his own kids. It's a deal with the devil in the figurative sense. He wants to be famous so bad he would hand off his children's future and the future of other kids. That's what he's saying right here with all this. That's not what a man is. That's not the founding fathers. True representations. Of heroism, of masculinity, fatherhood. And did you know that some of these founding fathers put their own families on the line? And you might say, Well, how could you do that? How could you, as a man, sign a document knowing now you're gonna put your family in danger? Because there's one truth that y'all need to understand. The fathers, the founding fathers of this nation, and the fathers of these children, one and the same, they knew that life was. Under the tyranny of the crown was condemnation for their children, their children's children, their children's children's children. And they knew while there would be risk to their kids and some saw it. Families being captured. They knew it had to be done because this was the best way forward to protect their family. Now, these men were rich and wealthy. They could have sat back and said, no, 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 I got money, dude. I'm not going to put, I I think, at risk for this. I'm rich. Man, I can have a turkey dinner tomorrow. I got to work. Instead, they said, you know what? There is not a penny to my name that I would sell my children to keep. So they sacrificed everything. Everything. Knowing. And I hear people say like, oh, but I'm worried about my family and I'm worried about my kids. You got to worry about the future they're going to have. Short term gains, long term losses. What a disgrace, Neo. Breaks my heart, man. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 6 p.m. on this channel, and I'll see you all then. We knew this day would come. The 7 Eleven stickman is under investigation for assault. For those that don't know the story, a guy walks into a 7 Eleven in California. He starts stealing as much as he can from behind the counter, throwing it into a garbage bin. Two men who work there stand by and do nothing. One man filming says, ain't nothing you can do about it. You got to wait for the police. But the cops aren't going to do anything. So what happens? Well, the guy who's stealing threatens to kill the men who work there. He pulls out some kind of weapon. Some say it was a gun. I thought it was a knife, but he certainly threatens death. On these guys. One of the guys then grabs him. The other guy comes up with a stick. And starts beating him. they call him the stick. The 7-Eleven stick man. I I don't like violence. I don't want people to to fight. I don't want people getting beaten or hurt. But the reality is. If you threaten to kill someone. They have a right to defend themselves. Now a lot of people are cheering this on. Because they're like it's a story of a, a store worker. Just defending their property. It's more than that. In some states, I think Texas, they allow you to defend property with lethal force. In California, you can't even defend yourself. But this is a simple story of self-defense. A guy threatened to kill these workers. The workers fought back. Now they're facing criminal charges. From the Post Millennial, 7-Eleven workers who stopped would-be thief in Stockton are under investigation for assault. It's on Saturday. Stockton, California police revealed they are investigating two 7-Eleven store clerks for assault after a video of them beating a would-be robber went viral. In a post on Facebook, the Stockton Police Department said it was able to combine the investigations of the suspected robberies and suspected assault because of the diligence of a witness recording the event that took place. The looter was threatening to shoot the workers and at multiple times appears to pull something out of his back pocket. The video shared across social media this week showed a man Behind the counter, shoveling cigarettes into a trash can. As he moved from behind the counter, one of the employees grabbed him and held him. Now, hold on, guys. He pulls something out. They mentioned that. Puts it away. Then the dude grabs him. I mean, this guy's probably thinking, yo, this guy just pulled a weapon on me. Do we sit here and wait and hope we don't die? There's a video of a guy. And I think it's a 7-Eleven. He puts his hands up. The robber opens the register, starts taking stuff, looks at the guy and shoots him for no reason. I will not blame the victims. They defended themselves. They say they grabbed him and held him and started hitting with a stick. Yeah, when a guy's threatening to shoot you and all you got is a stick, what do you do? Police said the man is suspected of committing two other robberies. In the first incident, we understand. Okay. Around the next day, the report said the employee reported the same suspect from the previous incident entered the business and demanded money while simulating having a handgun. The employee did not comply. Therefore, the suspect grabbed several food items and placed them in a garbage bag before fleeing. The man who filmed the video told WABI that he fears that things would have been worse if he wasn't there to try and calm the situation. The guy who filmed it. No, there's nothing we can do. There's nothing you can do. Just let him take it and let him go. I'm trying to feel it out. My job is to make it home. Hopefully, everyone learns in the situation to be a better mindset next time. I'm narrating the situation. He doesn't have a gun. He's all right. Are you done? Are you done? Are you done? Now it's time for everyone to go. He needs to go, and you guys need to stop. What Deba did not appear to mention at this moment in the video, when he seemingly taunted the attempted looter, the 7-Evan store clerks were beating him. Deba appeared to repeat, that's called a whooping. Not only that, but the guy filming says, hey, give me some of those. Hey, hand me some of that. He was asking the, the robber to hand him stuff. The men were praised on social media for taking matters into their own hands to stop the man after criminals have been terrorizing retailers. According to Neighborhood Scout, Stockton is only safer than 3% of U.S. neighborhoods with a crime rate of 46.22 incidents per 1,000 residents. In Stockton, you have a 1 in 79 chance of being a victim. Well, you know, let's be real. That sounds like it's slightly safer on average. That's what they're saying, right? Slightly safer. That's not what matters. I'm not so concerned with whether or not the neighborhood is safe. I'm concerned with whether or not we are safe in these particular moments. Here's a question. What do you do if a guy goes behind the counter And just starts stealing from you. And he does not threaten you. Do you have a right to attack, detain and beat the man? I'm going to say this. The moment you commit a crime of violence. Okay. And this robbery was. You are putting people in reasonable fear of death. Like I mentioned, there's a video. Where a guy, a clerk is on his knees. The dude's taking money of the register. And then for no reason. Pulls out his gun and shoots the clerk. So when a guy comes in, is committing a crime against you, a threat with threat of force in any way, he's actually by force taking from you. I I do not believe it should be incumbent upon the victims to question whether or not they're about to be harmed. The person who committed the crime has already made that decision. You have put people in reasonable fear of death because we've seen all the videos. But these leftists, they don't care. they don't care at all. They don't understand how to run a business. They don't want businesses to run. they want you to dis- they want them to be destroyed. These cigarettes these guys have, let me tell you about running a business, and most of you probably know because we seem to be the same ones. you open a store. all right? Let's say you go to a skate shop. you invest 10 grand in product. You buy boards, you buy trucks, bearings, wheels, hoodies, shoes, etc. You need to sell that product to make money to pay the electric bill. You got a pair of shoes. Those shoes don't expire. They last forever. Those shoes cost 80 bucks. You got the shoes from the warehouse for 50 bucks. You're going to make $30 if you sell those shoes. That $30 then pays the rent, pays the electricity. One day someone comes in, smashes out the windows, takes those shoes. A guy films and says, don't do anything about it. There's nothing you can do. Shoes are gone. Now you can't pay your electric bill. You got no money to buy another pair of shoes. Can't pay your rent. Insurance not going to cover it. You go to business. Your life is over. Now you're starving. You're homeless. For a lot of people, they take out loans to start a business. Small families just trying to get by. Poor, working class people. And what are you going to get from the limousine leftists? Oh, let me show you. Take a look at this clip from Drama Alert. Hassan Piker receiving backlash for his take on the 60 year old local vendor who got ransacked during the Kaisanet fan meetup. He said, local media talking about $3 worth of effing Doritos like there was a bank run. Man, this is what evil looks like. I'm sorry, dude. Hassan is not a good person. Yo, I get his point to a certain degree. A bunch of people ran up and smashed product at this guy's vendor stand. And he's like, oh, who cares? Limousine leftist. You know, it's, it's so crazy. How is it that you have these people like Hassan in his, in, his, in his massive Santa Monica mansion or wherever it is worth millions of dollars, making millions of dollars, roasting the media for empathizing with a working class dude who just had product at his store destroyed by a mob? That's crazy to me. It's crazy. I think these people are evil. I think Hassan just wants to be rich. He just wants to be famous. He doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about your work. He's probably never worked a real day in his life. He probably has, let's be honest. He's probably done some jobs here and there. But here's a dude who complains on the internet for a living to the tune of millions of dollars mocking the story about a guy who was attacked. That's crazy to me. It's easy for me to go buy a whole bunch of bags of chips And he says $3 worth of effing Doritos. (laughs) $3, man. So you're saying this guy just had, and it wasn't $3. It was more than that. Let's be real. Okay. But it was mostly like chips and snacks and stuff were ripped off and smashed. How many hours will this guy have to work now to try and make up for those damages? Let's say it was $10 worth of product. I think it was more than that. I think it was probably a couple hundred. Because they were running around grabbing stuff and throwing stuff, how many hours you gonna to have to work? Two extra weeks, and you don't care. You don't care. You say, "Oh, the media—it's like a bank run." Because people will just hand Hassan money. He complains on the internet. You know what I do for a living? I complain on the internet. So far, be it, far, far be it from me to insult a working-class guy trying to make a living who was just attacked by a mob. This is what what, what we get. I don't know what it is. Is it it young, angry people who just lust for power? Is it yin-yang? It is the evil? It is the darkness? I guess. And they're going to empower guys like this. Hassan doesn't do the research. He doesn't know what he's talking about half the time. He just takes whatever tribal position makes the most sense. I made a video where I agreed with him about Mr. Beast. He still insults me. Still insults me. Because it's tribalism. It's not principle. He could say something that's true and correct. And I can say, that's right. He's right. And they'll still just insult me. Why? Because they're a, they're a tribe. All they want to do is say what they think everyone else wants them to hear. He says it. His dumb little lackey fans just agree with him and give him more money. Because it's a cult, dude. That's what cults are. Social media cultism. I feel for the workers, man. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up tonight at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcast Thanks for hanging out and I'll see you all then. A lot of people getting salty at Joe Rogan over this one. But, uh, you know, here's the deal. Joe Rogan is such a positive force and honest guy that no one's going to be super mad that he drank Bud Light. They're going to criticize him, try to explain to him like, hey, here's how we feel about Bud Light. And I'll do basically that. But you got the story from the street. Joe Rogan's surprise stand on Bud Light has Megyn Kelly furious. You know, here's the deal. When you get someone who's duplicitous and a liar and they cheat and steal for power, then they drink Bud Light, we say par for the course. You get an honest guy like Joe Rogan who speaks truth to power, one of the only media personalities we can rely on to actually have real conversations that help enlighten regular people. He drinks Bud Light. We say, hey, Joe, you're wrong on that one. Thanks for everything you do. It's really that simple. You know, I have people talk about, uh, they say, Tim right wing or whatever. And, you know, they, they get all that one. And I'm like, dude, left and right today is clearly defined as living in reality or believing media narratives, right? I mean, that somewhat facetiously like left and right can mean a whole lot of things, but a big component of it. If you believe in reality, you're right wing. Reality has a right wing bias these days. And if you believe the lies from the narrative machine, you're left wing. That's really it. Because I can come out and say I'm for progressive tax and pro-choice all day and night. Doesn't matter. I can stand for universal health care. And they say, doesn't matter. I'm like, OK, well, then what is that? What, 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 what is it? It's because I say things like Joe Biden did engage in a quid pro quo. It's because I say things like Bud Light is corrupt and we shouldn't buy Bud Light. That's right wing. Not your policy positions, not your economic views. So here's the story right now. We got Anheuser-Busch air saying the ancestors would be rolling in their grave over Bud Light's Dylan Mulvaney ad. Not to mention they've lost like $400 million or something because, uh, you know, sales are down. Here's a story from the street. They say a lot of right wing commentators are mad at Anheuser. We get it. It's led to a massive boycott. They lost about 30% of its sales. Those people, however, appear to be the minority, as most of the social media posts in response to Bud Light tend to use gay and transgender slurs. Okay, I guess. Uh, Joe Rogan, however, generally leans very right wing. I love that one. Has a very different take on the issue. And his response has infuriated far right podcaster Megan Kelly. I like how they say far right. Like Megan Kelly is like a, like a, like a run of the mill conservative. Come on. Country singer Zach Bryan, who has openly mocked the anti trans campaign against Anheuser Bush, joined Rogan's uh, show on August 1st. I've drank Budweiser and Bud like my entire adult life, Bryan told Rogan. And then on Twitter, I defended my sister's spouse. And people were like, people were pissed. And I was like, I didn't mean to do this. It was crazy. Brian shared on Twitter that he is family transitioning and that he has blood to defend here. Full stop. No respect, Brian. None. Somebody comes to me in my family and says I'm anorexic. I don't say I will defend your right to stop eating. Someone in my family comes to me and they're morbidly obese. I'm I'm, going to tell them, like, get healthy, dude. I want to help. In this circumstance, you've got people, good people, bad people, but you've got people who I'm probably saying, hey, man. Your sister's spouse needs needs help. And all you're doing is ignoring it. That's not a good thing. The criticism over Bud Light is not just because someone is trans. Yo, there's a lot of people on the right who support trans people. A lot of people on the right who don't. It's a cause for debate. There are conservative Trump supporting trans people. We've had him on the show. There are anti-woke trans people. There's there's a, what is it, a, a trans against groomers. In this instance, the real concern with Dylan Mulvaney is the targeting of children. You see. Rogan did not exactly express his support for the trans community, but he did call the culture war goofy, he said. And we're drinking Bud Lights, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry, there's nothing wrong with it. People are so silly. we were just talking about silliness. One person made a really stupid decision. Now everybody decided that Bud Light is the enemy. But that's like this thing that people do in America where they just decide, now I hate these people. These people are the enemy. All right, Joe. Friend, good sir. You have, uh, uh, Joe Rogan has done me uh, tremendous favors and has really, really helped me out. I am where I am because I had a small YouTube channel. I had two channels with a combined hundred, no, what was it, like 200 and something thousand subs. And Joe Rogan saw one of my videos. He'd been familiar with my work. He invited me on a show twice. He asked me to come and, and, and speak with uh, Twitter execs. Really launched my career into the stars. Joe's also helped when we uh, uh when we were having you know COVID issues and stuff. So that's why I say like people have mad respect for. You. He's a good dude. So I will only respond to this by saying this: Bud Light sponsors Dylan Mulvaney. Dylan Mulvaney represents several things that are that are bad, bad for us, and that we should not support. We've got to take a stand against things that are destructive. Dylan Mulvaney targets children. The uh, principal audience on TikTok in general is below 21. Dylan Mulvaney's audience is also substantially younger than that. Dylan Mulvaney was promoting beer to kids. Me, I don't like that. Okay? Not the biggest deal in the world, but hey, something I'm going to say hey, don't do that. Dylan Mulvaney promotes grifting leftist ideology to young people. I personally do not believe Dylan Mulvaney is trans. I believe Dylan Mulvaney's stick is creating a character that's trans to insult trans people. Blair White is trans. We're friends. Sarah Higdon is trans. We're friends. These are these are friends of the show that come on. There's many other people we've had in the show uh, 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 or that we're friends with. We've got no beef, none whatsoever. I want y'all to be happy. Live your lives, man. I'm liberal. Live and let live. What I don't want is the targeting of children, which is what Dylan Mulvaney does. Dylan Mulvaney insults women, insults trans people, markets this stuff to kids. And if you look at Dylan Mulvaney's TikTok, you can see This person only ever wanted fame from the safari videos to the, you know, price is right stuff. And then finally, the big break when Dylan Mulvaney came out as non-binary, views skyrocketed. Well, how does Dylan Mulvaney get more views then? Oh, trans. And there it is. Just celebrity garbage nonsense. And Bud Light paid for that. And we got mad about it. And for those reasons, we said, hey, I'm not going to drink Bud Light. If that's the game you want to play. Now, it wasn't that big of a deal early on. Bud Light could have come out and apologized and said, we didn't mean this person's divisive and it was a mistake. They didn't. They doubled down. Then what did they do? Started sponsoring more events. The reason, my friend Joe, why people are so mad is not because one day they sponsored one thing. It's because after they did it and Bud Light's fans said, hey, this person's not a good person. Bud Light spat in their faces. Triple down, double down. Look at Yingling. What did Yingling do? Yingling sponsored a venue. That venue had an all-ages drag show. One of our fans pointed it out. So we, I, we talked about it on the show. I tweeted and said, Yingling, this stuff's not for kids. What did Yingling say? We reached out the, to the promoters, and we agreed it should be an 18-plus event. And we said, wow, you guys are awesome. I think drag shows are fantastic. I think y'all should have all the drag shows you want, but they should be for adults. That's an adult thing. It's like gay burlesque. Kids should not be there. Yingling said, no problem. We hear you loud and clear. We agree. And now Yingling is skyrocketing. That's what it's all about. So I don't think a lot of people really care that Joe Rogan drinks Bud Light, to be completely honest. I really don't. We did an event in Austin. No Bud Light, no Anheuser products. Why? Because they triple down. They spit in our faces. They insult us. I'm I'm going to I'm going to vote with my dollars. That's what we do. We want to make change. We want positive change. Megan Kelly said Joe Rogan is on the wrong side of this one, popping open a bud light, dismissing the whole controversy. Kelly also did not push back when Clavin openly called trans people an attack on women. Quote, so they always think it's over. They think it's finished. There's no coming back. Just give me my bud light and shut up. No, this time they spotted this. They spotted this movement as an attack on femininity, attack on femaleness, which is exactly what it is, in an attempt to destroy the very existence of women. Kelly did not challenge that reasoning. Why, why would she? This guy has never apologized. He's never owned up to it. The CEO of Anheuser-Busch, he's not sorry at all. He's only sorry that it turned into a controversy. Exactly. So I'm, I, I put it this way. I don't care if Joe drinks Bud Light. I honestly don't care. I, I see a lot of people drinking Bud Light. But I will say this. Following their insults, following their refusal to acknowledge that sponsoring Dylan Mulvaney was wrong to market beer to kids and the representation, this insult, we say no to, no to Bud Light. At first, I told the story of I'm at a poker table at Charlestown Casino, and there's a woman orders a Bud Light. I don't say anything. I'm not my own business. I won't do that anymore. If I'm sitting down and someone orders a Bud Light, I'm going to say something. I'm going to say, after everything they did, you still want to buy their beer? And if the person says yes to me, I'll say, okay, whatever. I say the same thing to Joe. After everything they've done, you still want to crack open their beer and... Really? Bro, you can come out and defend you know, this guy, Brian, and you can say, like, I respect you for, for defending your family, but they ain't got nothing to do with Bud Light market, marketing beer to kids and insulting trans people. And therein lies the big problem. Dylan Mulvaney doesn't represent trans people. Dylan Mulvaney insults trans people. Dylan Mulvaney creates a caricature, de- running around in the woods in high heels, being scared of bugs, creating an insulting caricature of trans people. And when you defend that, you're not on the right side of this you're just playing tribal games. But I got no beef, man, not with Joe or or the country singer at all. My issue is with these companies that are these corporate, this corporate garbage. So I'll leave it there. Next segment is coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out and we'll see you all then.